did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hello, survivors, and welcome back to the Apocalypse Postcast. I'm your host, Makeshift, and today we're getting ready for Wasteland. Wasteland Weekend is the world's largest post-apocalypse festival. It's been compared to Burning Man, Coachella, and other large festivals, but it is in a jugger league all its own. In the early years, being at Wasteland was like walking into a Mad Max movie set, surrounded by Mad Max cars, themed camps, vendors selling post-apocalypse wares, and entertainers from beyond the end of days. Today, Wasteland still retains a lot of that early atmosphere while also turning the amps up past 11. Anyone catch that reference? Now, rather than walking around in some other hero's movie, I'd liken Wasteland to being the hero in a video game, carving out your own path. Will you become an ally to the warlords of Coyote Canyon? Become a peacekeeper and bring outlaws to the new Wasteland City Jail? Join a cult or run away with the Caution Tape Carnival? It's all up to you. And of course, you can always just hang out, watch the live bands, dance in the pit, or talk shop with some of Wasteland's mechanics known as Black Thumbs. Getting prepped for an event like this can seem daunting, which is why I've brought on a few seasoned Wastelanders to help go over what it takes to go to an apocalypse festival. You can use this for Wasteland or pretty much all of them and find out just how easy it can be. Of course, find all the official information and rules at wastelandweekend.com and their official Facebook groups at facebook.com slash groups slash Wastelander Central or Wasteland Basic Training at facebook.com slash groups slash Wasteland Boot Camp. All right, guys, let's get to it. Let me introduce to you all Antivirus, Critical Bigs, and Mongo. Hi, guys. Hey, hey what's going on? How's Hello. Going? I'm so glad you guys are here. I know you guys have all done Wasteland so many times at this point. You, <laughs> you've got this down to a science, and uh, you're going to have a lot of really great information for all the uh, first-timers and next-timers out there. As long as that science has lots of explosions. Mine's more theoretical science. <laughs> science? <laughs> What's science? <laughs> I like the theoretical. My 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 uh, my wasteland name makeshift actually comes from just like figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so for everyone listening, we're going to try to make this episode work for whether you are first timers, seasoned vets, and all the people in between that are trying to level up their waste. So as we go along today, we'll start with bare minimum a.k.a. Wasteland Basic, and talk about how to level things up. And, uh, of course, we're going to start with the absolute must-haves. And, Biggs, will you take this one? Because you're a theme ambassador, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, been going to Wasteland for quite a while uh, and been making a lot of costumes um, and never won a single costume contest. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, the, the trick is to... <laughs> the trick is to bribe the judges. Yeah, yeah, I need to try that this year, um, but, or just or just run the contest yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I've just seen Biggs get an idea. The Rust Devils are hosting a costume contest this year, and no, no, Biggs no. is the only judge <laughs> and participant. And then I just say, "I won. Get out of here." <laughs> That's the only way I'll win. <clears throat> All right, so get us started because like most Apocalypse Festivals, uh, Wasteland Weekend started this whole thing where you must have a costume to maintain a certain air of being in it. So tell us about what what you need for a costume. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, definitely you need need a costume. That's like the one main rule. But as a a theme ambassador, um, you know, uh, I'll I'll tell you right now, it's really not that hard. Uh, if, If it's your first year and you're coming... I, I swear, I beg you, please just do Wasteland Basic, uh, as we call it. Um, 
Wasteland Basic can just be, you know, a pair of cargo shorts and a black t-shirt all kind of like dirtied up and maybe Zerfetzed a little bit. Uh, Zerfetzing just means shredding. Um, you know, just put in put in a little bit of effort. Don't come in, you know, just a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt. Um, and, and yeah, you know, you, you can do Wasteland super, super easy. Uh, I, I often often see new people coming in and uh, they're wanting to do some crazy over-the-top elaborate thing or something that's kind of out of theme. Uh, you know, they might be like, oh, I'm going to be a post-apocalyptic Batman or uh, Deadpool. Oh, don't get me started about Deadpool, but, uh, <laughs> you know, a zombie or an alien or something like that. And, um, and, they, and they put in so much effort and then really just kind of miss the mark. Uh, right. So I would always suggest just come in and and immerse yourself in this world, and then you'll you'll get a thousand ideas. And on your drive home, you're going to be going bonkers with tons of cool ideas. No, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and you can get inspired by uh, the Wasteland Weekend. Instagram is out there; um, they've got some great pictures on there. And I did a, a couple of videos called like Three Hours in Wasteland. And one of the things that people really noticed about these is it's not the best of the best, like the highlight reels. That's a different thing. The three hours in Wasteland shows you everybody. So you get an idea of some more simple ideas that can help you fit in and not take away from that atmosphere. Yeah, I listen to that all the time, by the way. That's like awesome. meditation for me. I just listen to it. And then awesome. I hear, Critical Beings, it's my first year at Wasteland Weekend. <laughs> so you mentioned um, there's a few things that are kind of um, not allowed, like uh, zombies, aliens. Uh, what, yeah. what else should people steer away from? So uh, it's... Uh, Wasteland was first started as a Road Warrior weekend. It's really based on Mad Max and Road Warrior and based on kind of a, um, uh, you know, this uh, planet Earth now uh, or 20 years from now after the apocalypse. So uh, putting in a lot of comic book stuff, um, laser guns like from Fallout. Uh, you can do Fallout, but you just got to leave the, you know, the lasers, the power armor, the mutants, you know, uh, that stuff. Leave that at home. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Quick caveat there. We do have a section called Good Neighbor where the, a bit more of that is accepted. But again, generally, the bright lights of lasers and stuff don't don't tend right. to fit in. It's, it's Fallout without the electricity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, without the Atomic Age stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I play Fallout. Yeah. I just I <laughs> I take my yep. rifle to the very end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Nice. But uh yeah, and then I'll see um uh yeah, the comic book stuff uh and you know, wearing a big uh just cheesy sombrero is I don't know. I I've, I've seen I've seen a bunch of weird stuff and and yeah, so uh I guess, uh, like they say on the website, you're trying to make yourself look like you fit into a Mad Max film. You know, like you could blend into the background or be one of the characters in there. Right. Yeah. So, so the idea for Wasteland Basic is to kind of hide amongst the group, not to not to stick out as something flashy. Too much color can make you stick out. Um, too many too many like feathers or flowy things can make you stick out. So um, yeah, definitely you want to look like a Mad Max extra. That is where you start from. And then you can take it from there. Yeah, yeah. And if you do start, you know, leveling yourself up and start uh, adding more to your costume, which is what you should do, uh, I suggest creating a modular costume. You know, have a couple of different Absolutely. pairs of pants, a couple different shirts, a couple different jackets, a couple different helmets, if that's your thing. Uh, and then you can mix and match, you know, depending on the temperatures. Um, 
sway tremendously in the wasteland. And at night, it can get freezing cold, and during the day, it can be just deathly hot. Um, but also, that gives you more variety in your look. You know, uh, I see a lot of people coming from uh, cosplay conventions, and they'll plan out seven or eight separate full costumes. And I always suggest to them, like, why don't you just make one costume with like seven or eight variations of it? Because then you don't have to do as much work. Uh, it's easier to change. Uh, and you can kind of stay on brand with your character, uh, but just have kind of a different look. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, because some people will play two different characters, right? And if your two different characters look different, that's great. But if you change clothes, I might not know who you are anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it makes bounty hunting you pretty, pretty difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Most people never recognize me if I'm not wearing all the Barbies. (laughs) They're like, who who are you? I put on Barbies. Oh, you're antivirus. Okay. Right. One of the guys in our tribe, he actually his his main outfit is a series of harnesses that he then clips his costumes onto. Oh, that's a good idea. So oh, that's wow. that's bacon from our tribe. His entire underside is just different, like H harnesses and leg harnesses and stuff, and then he just clips different stuff to it so that he can take it on <laughs> and off really quick. Because <laughs> I have no idea. That's because awesome. like you said, like you said with the first year, I mean, we were we were decked out and like by day three we were we were dressed as Wasteland Basic because we got tired of taking stuff on and off and having to do all that. So yeah, he, he rigged up a whole harness system. I had never noticed that. And that, that is pretty cool. It's really inventive. So yeah. um, some other things, just to kind of quickly get through the rest of like your Wasteland Basic. Don't bring sharp things on your costume because there's going to be a lot of hugs and dancing and stuff. You don't want to cut anybody. Shoes are very important. The terrain's really rough. So get a good pair of hiking shoes or good pair of boots. Absolutely. Make sure they're Wastelanded yes. and yeah. that'll help get you around. Uh, and definitely consider like a mask, goggles, a uh, dusk mask, something for when the dust picks up. Yeah, the sandstorms uh, are brutal. Yeah. yeah Any yeah. other thoughts on costumes, like just to get us started? Sorry, <laughs> I was going to mention the, the boot thing because I have a oh, lot of yeah. people coming to me and they're like, oh, I found this pair of boots, but they're kind of not that comfortable. I'm like, then if they're even <laughs> the slightest bit uncomfortable, it's going to it's gonna kill you by the end of the, uh, the thing. Um, our first year... Uh, one of our guys, Big Chief, he he had these boots, and his feet just almost fell off by the end of the, <laughs> end of the year. It was it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I um, made the mistake of my second year. I've had really comfortable boots, but I decided, oh, everybody keeps saying put insoles in them, and so I did that. And yes, they were more comfortable, except that it pushed my toe up into the top of oh. my boot <laughs> and bruised my toe, and I lost my toenail, and that's just gross. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So um, the other thing that goes with that is work in your boots before you get there. You don't want to be working them in on site. Um, And then one other hint that I've used is um, so makeshift wears a T-shirt or or like a tank top under his other stuff. And that's something I can have three T-shirts that look exactly the same so I can wear a fresh T-shirt. You know, mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. days in, um, a few times. So I'm not wearing the same T-shirt the whole time. Oh yeah, bring bring uh, extra pairs of socks, underwear, all that stuff because everything you're gonna get yeah. gross. <laughs> you're gonna yep. smell. <laughs> yep. That's okay. Like everyone smells the same, and your nose is so filled with <laughs> dirt and grime. You it can't doesn't matter after a couple anyway. days. But it's just, yeah. <laughs> until you crawl into your bed at night, and then you're like, "Is that me?" Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> like, oh shoot! Yeah, the advantage uh, of a single and, tent. <laughs> and we're gonna get to bathing in a little bit, but um, the next major thing you need is a camp. Yeah. So, um, critical bags. Tell us a little bit about a basic level camping setup. Sure. I mean, you can come there with just you know 
your typical camping tent. You know, you can like a Coleman. Yeah, exactly. You you don't need to have your camp or your tent or all that stuff wastelanded. Um, you'll just you'll be out in uh, in tent city where you know a lot of people are, are camping, and that's totally fine. That's what we did our first year. You know, we thought we were super rad coming in with you know like a couple things <laughs> hanging on our tent. It looked it looked silly. But you don't have to worry about that. In fact, you should probably, especially your first year, spend as little time in your camp as possible. Get out there, yes. walk around, hang out at other camps, and then that's your place to just crash and sleep. Uh, but after your first year and you see all this cool stuff going on around you uh, and you want to create your, your own camp, um, the first thing you got to do is find other people that will do that with you. <laughs> it's, it is a uh, communal group activity. Uh, making a camp is not a uh, solo or a single player game. Except for Ragstag. I don't know how they do it with two guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But also <laughs> to be fair, they've been doing this a very long time. So that is they've true. got a lot of yeah. experience in other belts. Uh, but yeah, when, when you're making a camp, uh, you know, you got to make uh, all of your stuff look, uh, or at least sorry, a leveled up camp. You want to make all of your stuff, your coolers and your accessories and stuff, just look like they're post-apocalyptic. I've seen some fantastic stuff where people even taking their like deodorant and making it look like that. You don't have to do that, but I've seen this <laughs> kind of fun stuff. Um, so, uh, but another huge, huge thing you got to remember is shade. Uh, yes. That sun. That sun, it also goes to the party medium thing. That sun does not care how late you were up last night. It is going to fry you starting 7 a.m. the next morning. Yep. Uh, so shade is very important. Um, and, and if you can get it to cover your whole camp, that's best. Otherwise, you're just going to be scooting around under the shat, uh, shadow of it all day. Oh, and another thing that we learned pretty early on uh, doing our Rust Devil setup is to... Uh, if you if you're with a group that are setting things up, get together uh, ahead of time. We tend to do it late July, and we'll get together and set everything up, and uh, and test everything out and see if there's any improvements we can do or things we can change. The last thing you want to do is when you get your boots on the ground, not know what you're doing uh, and wasting a lot of inefficient time by not knowing how things are going to be going up. Yeah. And I remember, um, so my very first wasteland, I was lucky enough to find a military GP tent, you know, these old oh, green yeah. tents. We actually still use them in the Dukes of the Nuke. And um, it came with some tent stakes. They were like six inches long. And I set them up in LA in a public park where there was nice grassy soil and it went fine. <laughs> Everything was great. I was like, I've got this. Here we go. And then I showed up to the first wasteland, went to set it up. And those six inch spikes would not go into the dirt. And then once they were in the dirt, it was like they were in nothing. They would not hold. And so I had to improvise with some longer spikes in years later. Um, but yeah, that's something where like there's no amount of testing thing that can completely prepare you. But you should absolutely test your stuff before you get out there. Because once you're there, um, everything's further away and a little bit harder to get at. And to piggyback off of that, <clears throat> if you test your stuff, when once you get to Wasteland, you're going to forget something. You are absolutely going to forget something. It's, it's not an if. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a... Yeah, an absolute. Every time. So, so the fact that you've already tested everything kind of gives you that 
advantage of being like, well, crap, we know this works. We're just going to have to figure out how to <laughs> adjust without that one piece versus getting there and be like, oh, crap, that doesn't work. And I don't have this. And where's, where's, where's that tub with the, and yeah. So exactly. Test your stuff, test your stuff. And make friends with your neighbors. Yep. <laughs> yes. And I really would suggest sandbags because they pack flat. There's lots of sand out there. Yes. <laughs> they help a lot. Yeah. You can you can make sandbags out of uh, pant legs. I had a bunch of old pants. Don't ask. Oh. Just don't ask. But I just cut the leg, <laughs> I just cut the legs off, and they were blue jeans. Theme ambassador with blue jeans uh, <laughs> and zip tied one end, filled them with sand, and then zip tied the other. And I That's brilliant. Yeah, worked great. Yep. So while we're at it, I'm going to say, go ahead and just throw a shovel in your truck. Bring a bring a like a five pound little mini sledge, some 12 inch spikes or lag bolts, whichever one you want to go with, and just have those extra because you will need them. Maybe some rope too. And you know, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, the camping thing is great and all, and I think that's how you get the best experience. But if if that's not your bag or or for health reasons, there's hotels in town. You don't have to sleep at Wasteland. You, you can head back. I mean, I forget exactly how long it takes to get back there, about 40 minutes or so. It's about 25 so, minutes, half hour maybe. Oh, 25? Oh, maybe I, I drive like a, you know, I have a minivan. I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have a 4x4 that's made for off-roading? No, oh, no, never I mind. Maybe it's a few minutes longer. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, you know, Best Western. There's certainly options in town, and right. that's totally fine. I remember when I started, a bunch of, bunch of my uh, my tribe mates were like, oh, if you stay in town, like, that's lame. And I was like, you're lame. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> dude, whatever, man. Like, go back, mm-hmm. get a shower. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's right. certainly certainly an option for sure. Yeah. All right. So we've done costume. We've done camp. There's one more thing you need to be prepared with, and that is you need your camping supplies for the whole time. So that means food for five days, even though there's some on-site options. You should bring some ice. Again, there's an on-site option, but it's never guaranteed. And you should be prepared for cooking on-site. Who's got a really good um, way to cook at their camp? Any of you guys? (laughs) (laughs) Mongo, do you want to take this? Oh, I'm very excited. (laughs) I mean, we... We have several. We have several options. We we have a over the campfire cooking trivet thing ask <laughs> thing, but then we also uh, a few years back, me and Bacon built a smoker out of a newspaper box, and it also just doubles as a charcoal grill. So we've been doing that forever. And then as our camp has gotten bigger, we've built a full full on kitchen with a refrigerator and like prep tables and all that stuff. And we're not even one of the one of the cooking tribes like there's places like camp cozy box that where that's that's their shtick was they cook full-fledged meals for entire tribes and i'm talking like like pig whole a whole pig or or like like i, I don't even know what they, they, they just do some amazing 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 foods and they do it all in the middle of the desert with what they bring Whatever it is they're making, you just put it in your mouth and you're having a good, you're having a good time. Oh, oh, absolutely. Read into yeah. that however you wish. Shoot. I mean, by like by like day two of Wasteland, someone's like, here, eat this. You're just like, yes, thank you, please, yes. Yep. Yeah, um, but fair, yeah, you can – Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, to be fair, by the end of Wasteland, it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to taste amazing. Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. it will. Yeah, but um, you can totally bring a grill. You can bring like a like a camp stove, like those old Coleman camp stoves. Um, I know someone actually suggested pre-cooking everything, putting it into either Ziplocs or um, what are they? What are the things where you actually like seal the, it? The vacuum like, seal. Yeah, vacuum yeah, yeah. seal yeah. bags. That's what. And we then do. you just then you just boil your meal 
in like a pot of water um, and then it's done. Like that's it. You don't, you don't need any fire or anything. So you're good to go. And you can reuse the water. Yeah. Yes. And also um, uh, this is a real quick side note. Uh, it reduced, you can reduce the amount of waste that you bring in, you know, granted it's called wasteland weekend, but we don't want to create <laughs> waste. So like extra boxes, extra wrapping, all this stuff. I try to unpack everything and put it into stuff that I can bring home with me. So I create as little garbage as possible. To yeah, piggyback off that. And it, it is, if you have the option of bringing like a five gallon water jug versus a 30 pack of water bottles, I would that's suggest it, it's, it's kind of a pain to carry a five gallon t- a jug, but that's, one jug versus 30 bottles that you have to try and find trash bins for and, and deal with littering your tent and all of that. So, yeah, we've, we've straight up banned uh, bottled water in our camp because we did that our first year and it was just, there's so much garbage. It was ridiculous. So yeah, we, we bring those uh, for those who are new, you want to bring about two gallons of water per person per day. One, one's for drinking and one's for cleaning up uh, either cleaning yourself or cleaning dishes and stuff like that uh so make sure you bring lots of water i actually i forgot water one year i was really embarrassed i had to like borrow water from people i felt like i mean that's a wasteland experience sure but it's i felt like such a mood i've totally had people like hey do you have any extra water and i just look over at my like 10 gallons of water and i'm like "Ooh, i don't know if i have any extra (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be kind of close for both of us And if you can work but, a camel pack into your outfit, that's a yes. godsend because you can walk oh, yes. around and you'll have water at the ready. You don't have to carry a thing in your hand or strap it to your belt. You'll just have it on your back. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, yeah, for the camel back, the, the extra thing is if you have a way to have ice, whether you're buying it from Dinky Dive or you have a fridge that can actually freeze ice, having an ice cold bag of water on your back in the middle of the day oh, is one of the best experiences you could ever have. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh, we um, whenever we buy a bag of ice from Diggy Dive, it sits on my lap for about 30 minutes (laughs) and I call it the ice baby and nobody's allowed to touch the ice baby. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I'm sure we're all thankful to have Dinky Dive. Um, They have been a standard at Wasteland for many years. Oh, yeah. um, And they they started providing ice. We've had ice in the past. It just didn't work out. But they've they've managed to bring it every year for several years. Um, They have a nice, like, fair markup. I think it's, what, five bucks a bag or something like that. Um, which is way better than going to the to the town to stock up. But yeah, super happy to have these vendors come every year because they make Wasteland so much easier. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I a couple quick tips for the new people, again, about ice. Uh, if you're bringing a cooler, uh, one thing you can do is take some gallon jugs of water and freeze them ahead of time and bop that in there. Uh, and then when they thaw out, you've got some water for yourself. It's probably pretty cold. And they don't have a whole bunch of ice sloshing around in there. Uh, uh, another thing I was just going to say real quick is uh, if you get a little bit of dry ice, you can actually put that at the bottom of the cooler. And that actually you have to be careful because it'll actually freeze your stuff in there and will stay frozen almost all wasteland. One of the one of the tricks we did, because uh, we did the dry ice thing for a while. And then one year, the person that did it, they were out of dry ice. And so they salted the living shit out of the ice, which then also froze everything. So (laughs) (laughs) they got those, they got one of those thermal blankets, those reflective kind and lined their cooler, put the ice and then salted everything. Oh wow. And that thing, we didn't have to refill that for, for days. That was awesome. So salt will do it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So another thing you're going to want to make sure to have in your pack is sunscreen and lots of it. I don't think we need to say much about that. It's the middle of the desert. So yeah. just have it with you. <laughs> um, let's talk about bathing at Wasteland, because um, if you have a hotel room, you're good to go. And I know some tribes will actually get a hotel room for a day and they'll take turns like all going to the hotel and having a shower like on Friday or Saturday, halfway through the event. You can have a camp shower at Wasteland, but you have to capture your gray water, which I don't know if anyone's really figured out a great way to do that. But as you as you empty your water bottles, if you have a catchment system, you can put it back into those jugs and take it with you, pour it down, you know, a city sewer where it can be treated correctly. Um, but baby wipes, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I oh. don't have a lot of experience with actually taking showers at Wasteland. <laughs> uh, but baby wipes are gold, you know, and gold bond powder, too, can, can oh, really yes. help with that chafing. You all know the, the rub, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just everywhere, head to toe. Yeah, you look like a war boy when you're done with it. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, uh, baby wipes. So baby wipes are fantastic. You know, uh, you can get into all the nooks and crannies to give yourself, you know, a bit of that quote-unquote hobo shower, uh, as they like to say. But I do, uh, again, for new people, do not, do not put those down into the portos at Wasteland. That is a strict no-no. And if I find out you did that, I will give you a lashing myself. Even the flu- <laughs> even the flushable kind you can get, don't do that. Yeah, it, yeah. don't. Yeah, it just yeah. it's not good. The the people that rent the portos to us get all upset about it. Just don't do it. And those those portos, I mean that that's like you got to keep that good, man. Because <laughs> I, we've been through some bad porto situations, and that's fun for nobody. So yeah, please. Agreed. Oh, and we're gonna we'll chat a little bit more about portos later too. Um, oh, sure. All right. So that's our three main things. You got your costume, you've got your camp, and you've got your camping prep stuff. But what about a wasteland name? Isn't this important? Who's got Who's got the diggy, the dilly, the diggy, the diggy dilly, the diggy dilly, dilly, dilly diggy? Who's got the diggy dilly on the wasteland name? That's a wasteland name right there. That's now your wasteland diggy name, Mike. Oh, diggy dilly, diggy dilly. When he's not in character, diggy when he's not makeshift. <laughs> oh no, diggy dilly coming at you from the apocalypse post. I'm, I'm, I'm telling all of our FNGs to call you that. It's diggy dilly. Oh. Well, my two cents on the name thing. Okay, so uh, my name is literally just my old Xbox Live handle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Which actually generated originally from... uh, I created a character in a role-playing game called Bug Hunters. It was an alien-style role-playing game. (laughs) It was just my character's name. And I thought it sounded like a fun nickname. I brought my name to Wasteland. There's a lot of people who say, oh, you have to earn your name at Wasteland. Well, I, as Theme Ambassador, I'm here to tell you that's no, you don't have to. If you want to, go ahead. But just be forewarned, you are going to be named by someone who's really drunk, you know, <laughs> and, and they think their idea is hilarious. But yes. a lot of times it's I don't know. I've seen a few, but a lot of times they come out kind of silly. So I yeah. I'm I'm saying right now. You know, my blessing, you go ahead and name yourself whatever you want. But I will tell you, there's we have enough Grimms, like War Chief Grimm. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you War did Chief it. Drinks. Oh, oh, drinks. Drinks. Yeah, I beat you oh, to no. it. Yes, wow. you did. Nice job. And so starts the uh, War Chief Grimm drinking game for the evening. Thank <laughs> drink you for again. that. Drink yeah, again. Every time someone says oh, God, War Chief Grimm, we've got oh, to take shoot. a drink. That's, that's a three. <laughs> I had to explain the rules for the War Chief Grimm game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm drunk. 
Uh, Grim and Siren are probably the two most common names down at Wasteland. Now, some people still have them and they rock them, and that's totally fine. Great. But I will say, if you bring your own name, I think this is also another great piece of advice, is then you have to earn it. So, like, I came as Critical Biggs, right? And I decided I'm going to be a mixture of Boba Fett meets the Joker. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just insane. Just the, the crazy bounty hunter guy. You know, Critical Biggs. And the name is kind of based off of a guy named Critical Bill from Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Great movie if you ever want to watch it. <laughs> and he's crazy. And so so then I created my persona around that, you know, that I'm some crazy dude that throws hand grenades and uses flamethrowers. And so I earned mm. it, you know. So if you're going to get a name, I suggest you earn it. The other thing is, once you get a name, you are totally welcome to get rid of it. Like, um, oh, I've, I've been bequeathed many names, like uh, Diggy Dilly, like over Diggy the years, um, and, and some of them don't work. <laughs> some of them don't work for you. And I, I attempted to name one of the Dukes of the Nuke at one point. Uh, she wasn't into it, and I didn't realize it at the time, but she was actually offended by it, and I felt bad about oh. it. And so she was like, "No, no, I don't want to be called that. I want to be called this." And I was like, "Oh, oh, that's great. Yes, great. Sorry, uh, I didn't realize it at the time. I thought we were doing this fun thing, um, but it was totally like a. I just was not paying attention." Um, so yeah, names, you totally have rights to do whatever name you want. And sometimes you can use your personal life. I mean, like critical bigs there. Um, my niece has been going to wasteland since 2011, my real life niece, and she introduced me to this. And so I'm like, okay, well I need, I'm an aunt so that I'm going to use that and you can expand on that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can do whatever you want with it. You can let someone name you. You can name yourself. You can change your name. You can have multiple names if you want, as some of us do. Um, but uh, so, yeah, you don't need a name. So we only have those three things. You you need your costume. You need somewhere to live. And you got to bring some food and some supplies. That's it. That, and then you're a wastelander. You're coming. You're, you're good to go. But now we're going to get into some of this uh, amp it up a little bit. Um <laughs> So we're going to expand on those campsites a little bit. And one way to do that is to form a tribe. You get your group together and you create a themed camp. And Mongo, I'm going to let you explain tribes a bit. Like start us off with what are they? So like, like, like you just said, tribes are a group of people that get together that all have kind of a common interest in a storyline, a theme that like, like the Dukes of the Nuke are pre fall of the apocalypse military. So, and we kind of, we kind of base our stuff off, off Vietnam era gear, but the common goal, the original story is the common goal is we were all different branches of the military that once the, once the fall happened and we were scavenging the wastes and we would come on, come upon each other, we had that common bond that like, oh, you were air force. I was, I was Marines. Let's, uh, let's hang out together type of a deal. It's, and so that, that's our theme. You've got people like, like the wasted saints that do kind of like a, a New Orleans hospitality. Yeah, like yeah. a dust dust till dawn type, yeah. type yeah. foudoir bar. You've got <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you've got um, oh, there was one one tribe. They were a full fledged carnival with rides and everything. And That's that was the caution that, tape carnival. Yeah, yeah, caution, yeah. And yeah, so so it's it's really just kind of a group of people that get together. That they they usually start camping outside of the city. And they'll, they they set up. They meet their neighbors. They're like, "Hey, you guys are cool people. Next year, you want you want to get together and, and camp together again." And then, like two or three years go by, they come together. They show up. They they start hanging out more and more and more. They become really good friends. Then they get they go into the city. They see like, "Hey, I really like that what they're doing. Like, how do I get in?" Like for again, for example, uh, the Dukes do missions. We do a role play style. 
I guess, like Fallout. You can come to us. <laughs> we can give we give you missions. Like, hey, you want to run guns for us? If there's there's caps in it for you. <laughs> hey. And uh, <laughs> hey, um, and so yeah, you come in, and so we'll give you things to do. Just little fun things to do. Like, hey, go deliver these guns. By the way, this group of people, this group of people, and this group of people are going to try to kill you. This group, this group of sheriffs are going to try to arrest you. Don't get caught. And and so, so they do it, and it's kind of a, a, a fun thing to do, like a little bit that way. So once you become, once you decide that you want to start doing that, and you kind of want to get more and more evol- like involved and immersed in the theme of Wasteland, the world, yes, thank you, uh, you then can actually apply to be an official tribe. You can, you can be a tribe inside the city or just outside the city. Um, and once you apply, there's certain things you need to do. You need to, like, you need to have some photos of your camp to show that, like, <clears throat> yes, we are all in themed. It's not just a bunch of Coleman tents and some bright orange Gatorade jugs. We we've been working <laughs> for years setting up, <laughs> setting up Wanderheim or the COA. And we we have a we have a longhouse that we've been building for years. Yeah. And, and so, <clears throat> so so then you you submit that, and then the admins look through it and they're like, whoa, that that camp looks really cool. And they and they show that they're they are taking the steps needed to get involved. They're, they're not just slack. They're not just throwing it in and hoping they get it. They're actually wanting to put steps into it. I was, I was actually just going to mention if you're walking around and there's something you wish you could be doing at wasteland, but it's not there. You're like, Oh man, I wish wasteland had a fill in the blank. Well, do it. You know, like oh, yeah, absolutely, know, jump on that. Uh, nature hates a vacuum, so if there's something you're missing, <laughs> something wasteland is missing, jump in there and fill in the gaps. Man. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's how we got the the coffins yeah, showed yeah. up. They're like, you know what, wasteland needs like Saturday morning. Everyone's hungover. Let's have a coffee shop, and they opened a wasteland coffee like barista, and it was amazing. Yeah, the um, the skull duggers did that right away. They they gave us our first public shaded area. The um, oh yeah, me. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. The mushroom cloud lounge, obviously. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Say it was um, a lounge. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and then um, there's been like courtyards for hanging out. The 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 Dukes of the Nuke were like an after hours courtyard. We were the first lit up courtyard, and it was just kind of fun because people just came by because we had light. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of tribes offer bars. They offered like weird sideshows, so you can kind of do a lot of different things and just keep adding and adding to Wasteland City. Absolutely. And so here's the other thing about forming a tribe. You don't have to be in the city to do the tribe. It's not like it's a inside the city tribes only outside just campers that you've got people like the Ghoulcrest Lounge that are a tribe that are tucked in a different corner every year to make it make them exclusive and hard to find. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You've got you've got uh, and then you've got you've got people that don't want to go all the way and be an official tribe, but they still host events and they, they are still a tribe. They're just not an official one, so to speak. Yeah. But you've got people like that do like the, the guys that host the, th- the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you got all the fire breathers that camp together right. and fire spinners and stuff. And so, like, you don't have to be an official tribe to be a tribe. And you also don't have to actually be a tribe because the rec room is actually not a tribe. Our, our group is a bunch of people from different tribes <laughs> that come together to, to bring the rec room. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. so fun. Well, and that, yeah. that was that was what that's what Wanderheim is too. Wanderheim is actually all it's like 
four different tribes that just camp in the same block together. They're each their own individual group. They don't interact with each other, but they're like, hey, you're cool to camp next to you. You want to camp next to us next year so we don't get some weirdo. <laughs> so, so to speak. I mean, it's like, extreme hey, weirdo. That's I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> true. So, so Wanderheim is a, a block of the same, like three to four tribes every year that just kind of move as a group, but they don't interact with each other. So huh. people go to Wasteland by themselves all the time. Just Chops Bailey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. Just showing up on his motorcycle year one. Um, yeah. and, and you can still have a really good time. But when you form either a camp, which is would be a non-themed or or once you get a tribe that you share a theme, it's amazing how things start to come together. Like your camp mm-hmm. grows and you don't even realize it. Everyone's just putting in a little bit and you end up with this amazing thing. I mean, the Duke's camp, we show up with... Um, I mean, other than our San Diego contingent that show up with a full trailer, <laughs> everyone's just pulling stuff out of the trunks of their cars. And suddenly we have this giant camp that looks like a lot, but it's because everyone's just bringing a little. Exactly. Like I just put out a call to our tribe today. I'm like, Hey guys, um, anybody got any scrap? And like pictures just rolled in. They're like, I got a stop sign and I, I got this broken pallet. I'm like, bring it. Heck yeah. Let's like, bring like, it I've got like one person's bringing, they've got uh, grass samples. <laughs> like just like fake grass samples and they're like i'm gonna bring these i'm like cool and then like it's one of those that oh like, we can have a we have, yeah we we, ha- we have a general theme for our camp but every year people bring new stuff yeah. and then we're like okay how how can we work this in and then it just that's the that's the beauty of wasteland is it's the apocalypse and you everything's supposed to be made out of found found objects like it's it's you're not gonna have a diner. I mean, unless you find a diner and get it working again, it's just going to be like, Hey, I've been pushing this shopping cart full of <laughs> scrap metal around all week. You, you, can you guys use this type of a deal? So yeah. Awesome. And then um, everyone can share responsibilities. Not everyone's a builder, not everyone's a costume maker, but people can step in and fill the gaps. And so the more people you have that are willing to work together, the easier Wasteland will be for you. Mm-hmm. Also, Absolutely. it, of course, helps with safety and security to have people watching each other's backs. But one of the things I do want to talk about, and Auntie Entity, you're going to jump in on this, because um, there's a certain camp etiquette stuff that pops up. You mentioned that you wanted to talk a little bit about this, so go for it. Well, being that we have the rec room, we always end up with other people's trash. (laughs) And that is the main thing that I really wanted to to say is don't leave your trash anywhere. And to expound on that, um, not just that, but don't just walk into people's camps. Um, The rec room is open. When the curtains are open, the rec room is open and you're welcome to come in. You don't have to say, hey, can I come in? Just, Just do it. But there are a lot of camps that you just don't want to walk in, and you certainly don't ever want to walk through somebody else's oh, absolutely camp. Absolutely not. Yep. Which happens so often. So don't do that. Don't be yeah, that there's, person. There's a great road system at, in Wasteland uh, across, the, whether it's the city or even out in Tent City. Stick to the roads as much as possible, um, unless there's a massive amount of dirt to walk through. But yeah, if you're walking between buildings or jumping between trailers, uh, you're probably in someone else's uncomfort zone. And, you know, pro tip, if you're setting up your camp uh, and you see kind of an easy thoroughfare that you don't want people walking through, park a car there or put something in the way. Just discourage people from walking through uh, because it's also kind of a natural gravitation. You're like, oh, there's a I can walk through here. I'm going to walk through here. So even though people walk through your camp, they don't mean any harm, but. Uh, you totally. know, also take your 50 and try to block it off a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes, exactly. sometimes yeah. you're right. It's just about 
eye lines. Like if you can see a path, you'll take that path. But if there's even like a two foot wall, even like a little rope across, sometimes that's enough to keep people from passing through. Yeah, yeah. we have a chain we put up uh, in front of our camp when we're doing like our day of rest or or yeah. we just want people to go away. We're like, whoop, we put up the chain and then no one, no one comes in. But yeah. The, the tip is to, to read the room. So, yes. so like you're like just read the room. If if it doesn't seem like you're supposed to be there, if it looks like the tribe is having a private meeting, if it looks like they're setting up and they're not ready, le- let them finish. Yeah. Or at the very least, just be like, "Hey, are you guys? Hey, I'm I'm so and so. Are you guys open? Are you? What's going on?" And they'll be like, "Hey, we're hey we're we're setting up. Come back in like 20. Yeah, it never so. hurts to ask. Hey, Survivors, if you want to help support The Apocalypse Post and get some rad merch in exchange, head over to theapocalypsepost.square.site, where you can pick up some patches, postcards, or our newest edition, a set of guitar picks. Or get yourself a limited edition Apocabob pin. This little man is showing the world that all it takes to survive the end times is a gas mask and a dream of, well, just staying alive. All right, so um, moving on. So um, let's talk about when you show up to Wasteland. So we're, we've done all our prep. We've kind of made our plans. Now we're going to show up. And tribes and certain volunteers with early entry will be there before opening day. But for most Wastelanders, you'll be waiting in line at some point. The entry, the entry line to Wasteland weekend can be long, not like Burning Man long, which I've heard is can be like a day or more, but it's still going to be long. And I've heard some people waiting for eight to 10 hours and very rare occasions to get in. Antivirus, you've had to wait in line before, right? How was it? Um, you know, it was, it was a long time ago, so it wasn't too terrible. Um, it's much, a much bigger event now. Um, the first person that we met was David Dufour because he <laughs> loves to do the line. And so if you He's are a, a newbie man. standing in line and when you meet him, you'll know him, and he's wonderful. Um, Choice. <laughs> Choice. Yeah. That's what I had to say. His voice is blown <laughs> out by day one. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the main things, before you even get to the line, make sure you have a full tank of gas. Because if you are sitting there for eight to ten hours, which hopefully won't happen, but you never know, you don't want to run out of gas because everybody behind you will hate you. Yeah. And you're probably going to be running your car for most of it to keep the AC going. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it does get pretty toasty. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, uh, the line doesn't start until midnight on, um, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. The midnight of the opening day. So, so that's Tuesday. Tuesday, like Tuesday, midnight. Tuesday. Well, it's Tuesday, 1159 Wednesday, midnight. Right. Right. So that's it's Wednesday when, midnight. How many that's wastelanders can... does it take to figure out? <laughs> <laughs> midnight. <laughs> midnight is the worst time. It doesn't know, make any sense. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Um, nope. That's when you can start lining up and people, it's people come out of the woodwork apparently and line up. So I don't know where they are at 11:55 but right at midnight like the line starts it's crazy they, yeah they camp they camp along the dirt the the main road they camp on the side of the road <laughs> i've i've seen it they line up on the on the main road main thoroughfare on the side of the road and then at 11:59 you see them like throw it into gear and hightail it down the you just yeah. see a cloud of dirt as they're rolling 
And I think as, <laughs> as a quick, like, legal, you're not allowed, most of that land is private. So don't just go on someone's random land. Obviously, the roads, uh, no one can say where you can and can't be on the roads. But the land is private. So don't just go wandering. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you can be in line at midnight. But now you're going to be waiting for a while, right? Yep, yep. Um, it doesn't open till 7 in the morning. I think that's right. Does anyone, is it 7 or 8? It doesn't matter. It's it's early as fuck is what it is. Anyway. It's been so long. I know. Um, I'm sure they'll post whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Sorry, we don't know that. Yeah, we're not Um, the best source of all information, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, we've all had early entry for quite a while. Yeah. Yes. Um, you, You don't need to be in costume, so do not think that you have to show up in line in costume. You don't need to do that. Right. You can if you want, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, we don't put on costume until Wednesday morning before everybody comes in because we got stuff to do. We got stuff to build. And so mm-hmm. do you. You've got a camp to build. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say yeah. if your costume's looking good, save it for <clears throat> Wednesday. But if you show up and your costume's not dirty yet, go ahead and build camp in that costume because you'll be dirty and torn up in no time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good advice. Very good advice. Um, you cannot uh, leave your car to walk up to the front. That's not okay. They will not be happy with you. They will send you back. You'll get 30 lashes with a wet noodle or whatever. <laughs> whatever punishment. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't think that you can like just go jump into the festival by by jumping over a fence or um, and yeah, everyone in the car needs to go in the car together. You can't just have one volunteer that's like, I'll wait in line. You guys walk up. That's not going to work. You have to be in your car to check in. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, that would be bad absolutely. news. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you you can't you can't jump the rope. You can't get in there earlier. Um, there are portos near check in. Yep. So if you do have to, you can walk. You can walk the line to the portos and then walk back to your car, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they didn't have that when I stood. There, so. <laughs> when when that's we an, started. That's, yeah. That's, an, that's a maybe. <laughs> I'm going to give yep. that one a hard maybe. <laughs> I remember there was it, a whole I, lot of crossing your legs and doing the pee pee dance. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I know that in 2019, that was uh, definitely a point they made was to put portos there. You can't put, we can't put it up the road where the line is, but yeah, you can walk to the front of the line, use the porto and go back. Hell, my first year, we barely had portos in the event. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I remember that. There's a funny story about the Chevron that year and why it's a volcano. Oh, God. Oh, yes. That, that Burger King bathroom. Ugh, yep. Poor guys. <laughs> God, sorry. Greens had to bring up poop again. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. Continuing on, <laughs> you need to have your, your ticket and your ID ready. And this year, you have to have your vaccination card mm-hmm. or a copy. I think they said a copy was okay. I think they said that too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A copy will do it. But um, I'm going to say this right now. If you even attempt to make a fake one, you're going to get a lifetime ban from this event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I spotted That's someone it. the other day bragging about how they're going to make one. And uh, yep. yep. Whoop, instant. They, yep. Yeah. And. Yeah, don't even talk about it, guys, because like, it's real. It's stupid. And, and, <laughs> probably, not just, and probably not just this event, but other events as well. Yeah. yeah. Usually if you get banned from a Wasteland event, you're banned from all Wasteland events. So that means the ball. That means any other gatherings that they do. Yep. Yeah. One thing I was going to mention uh, with the vaccine cards is they uh, have a strong recommendation to use that QR code. 
mm-hmm. uh, that they've been posting around. So if you're listening to this um, and you didn't know about that, go take a look. Um, Wastelander Central at the Wasteland page at wastelandweekend.com, I believe, has it up. Uh, that'll make uh, things run smoother for you and for the gate crew. Yeah, I do think that that's only California, though. So if you're out oh, of state, oh, is, you will need is. your original oh, okay. card or a copy of that card. I think okay. even Arizona a, a, a cell phone picture of it will do the job. Okay. Yeah, A good cell phone picture. Don't do this blurry yeah. five-foot-away <laughs> thumbnail yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, also, if you have an assigned campsite, go there. Uh, if you... If you can't, if you don't have that, then you can camp anywhere in Tent City. Anywhere. Yeah, that's right. It's because like literally uh, anywhere. Yeah, Tent City is set up. There's a bunch of different camping areas. So there's like Rolling Thunder that's supposed mm-hmm. to be um, where a lot of the vehicles go. There's like the Green Place, which is supposed to be a very Fury Road. Um, um, the the Tribe of Mothers. Uh, what am I? The Many Bugalini. Mothers. Bugalini. Yeah, the Thank you. It's supposed to be like that kind of area. But when it comes down to it, like especially as the event fills up, f- go anywhere in Tent City and just, you know, claim your spot. You'll be good to go. Also, also if oh, sorry. I'm ahead. sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to. Go ahead. You got, uh, you got it. So if, you, if you're the type that brings an RV, there's an entire RV block. There's an entire section for people with RVs. They park Side by side, those guys party. If, if, <laughs> as, somebody, as, as somebody who's been deemed the party chief, those guys party. So, yeah, if, you, nice. if you're the type that needs a camper, there, there's there's room for you. Awesome. And um, the one thing I do want to add, you, you are going to get an armband when you walk in, um, which is really important. However, you are not going to get a map and you're not going to get a schedule. One, those papers would just end up in the wind somewhere in the desert. And two, um, we things are always kind of up for change. So the map may change, the schedule may change. And so there's, um, you want to go to the command center and you want to see the DXC events board to find out what's going on. And they actually have a giant map that has most of the tribes listed. And I was also going to mention, uh, we've done this before and I've, a lot of times I end up drawing the, the map, the official map for the event. And I try to make a, a wallet version, uh, a version that's small enough that you can print out on your own, uh, we often wrap it in duct tape because you get sweaty and all that stuff. So it, uh, it helps, or uh, sorry, uh, like packing tape. So it's clear so you can read it, but it's also kind of protected. And you can just shove that in your pocket and open it up and see uh, see the schedule. Or not the, sorry, not the schedule, the, the event and where everything is located. And that that's kind of a lifesaver because sometimes oh, you're like, where, where am I? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot bigger. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going a little bit long here, so I'm going to try to speed through this next section. It's called uh, What to Know About the Site. This is Wasteland Valley, the place where the event takes place. Um, One thing you need to know is there's no water, no electricity, no plumbing, no infrastructure whatsoever. So again, make sure you bring lots of water. For your um, phones, for your lighting, consider bringing like solar chargers, battery backups, that kind of thing. You can use your car for a bit to charge phones, but I'd only do that in emergencies since you have to be there. You don't want to leave your car running and walk away from it. Um, You can have flashlights and headlamps ready for at night, but honestly, try not to use them. Let your eyes adjust. It will be a full moon still that week. And so if you get used to seeing in the dark, you'll actually see really well. And uh, the city's gotten really bright over the years anyway, so you shouldn't have a problem walking around. Bring a generator. 
Uh, Duke's the nuke. We run off generators because we have like a sound system. We've got a bunch of lighting. So we actually need the generators. And um, one of the things is that I learned years ago, make sure to service your generator before you go. Make sure <laughs> yeah, your oil's yeah, topped yeah. off and changed. Uh, fill the gas before you go because that's, you know, one re- gas refill you won't need to do. And definitely check your spark plugs if you haven't used them in a year because um, I had all the problems <laughs> with <my> generators. <laughs> so one, one of the things that does help with navigating the wastes is um, I know there's no infrastructure but the med tent always has a giant light so that you can see where it is at all times in case there's ever an emergency, there's ever somebody gets injured. And because it's always, it's so bright, you can kind of get your bearings off of that and be like, oh, it's on the right side, then my camp's over here to the left, et cetera, et cetera. So something else to consider, Wasteland Valley, actually, when everyone's got their campfires going, it fills up with smoke sometimes if there's like a weird inversion the smoke will actually settle on the site so um for campfires consider first off buy your firewood local so you're not bringing in any contaminants but don't burn garbage don't burn like nail filled wood don't don't burn plastic um to make sure that we're not contaminating this site and um you know the smoke's not good and the garbage left behind is not good and of course keep a fire extinguisher in your camp if you're going to have any live fire that's magnets great. too. Magnets are a big deal. Oh, um, yes. we, for, for our fire pit, we get one of those Harbor Freight roller magnets and we go because nails happen. Nails happen. You throw a pallet in there that you thought you cleared out. So yeah, we, we roller our camp after everything's ter- torn down. We do a full sweep and we will still find stuff. We'll, fi- we'll find stuff we didn't bring. So bring, magnets are all a godsend. Yeah. 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 All right. Totally uh, Biggs, I know you want to talk about Portos. Dude, I love portos. Portos are awesome. <laughs> As someone who's seen the shit, uh, <laughs> I will say treat those portos well. Uh, you know, really. So a couple things. One, uh, when you leave the porto, put the seat down. Uh, that helps so much with the air circulation, the smell, the temperature in there, everything. Uh, don't put anything in there that didn't, A, come out of your body. <laughs> Or B, <laughs> come out of the roller on the side of the porto. Uh, just don't put anything else in there. And don't eat dinner in there. <laughs> no no KFC buckets. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, if you don't know porto chicken at the event, yeah. come see any one of us, you know, vets, we'll ex- and yeah. we'll tell you what porto chicken is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, tr- treat those things like gold because, man, Please. sometimes they yeah. are on a. Th- they are on a Please. thin line of not coming back. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's and like when it the, comes down to it, any garbage that's in there that's not uh, poop or toilet paper, uh, they have to reach in with their hands, yeah. uh, gloved hands, but they have to pull that out manually. So just, just be nice to the guys. We that's love them cool. and they treat yeah, us yeah. right. Um, honey dippers. Yeah. Uh, the cell phone <laughs> signal at Wasteland Weekend sucks. Oh, uh, before the event and after the event, it's actually great. But once people get there, I think the bandwidth isn't there. Um, so just be prepared to lose signal almost all day. Um, I would say, like, throw your phone into into airplane mode so that you mm-hmm. kind of reduce the bandwidth while you're there. But unless everyone's doing it, I don't know what kind of a difference it's going to make. But, um, yeah, just consider that your cell phone's not going to work um, during the day at Wasteland. Um, supplies are 20 to 30 minutes away uh, in multiple locations. So there's there's, like, a lot of available stuff out there. But, again, prep ahead of time so you're not making an hour-long uh, round trip to get stuff. Uh, and this is another one of my like personal things is the local flora and fauna. Um, do what I do and leave them the fuck alone. Don't mm-hmm. pull out the bushes. Mm-hmm. Don't bother the wildlife. Yeah. Um, there are scorpions. So shake your boots. They're not going to bother you. And they're actually walking around under your feet the whole time. You don't even notice it because they don't want to mess with us. So just leave them alone. Um, 
but yeah, shake your boots in the morning, especially if you do them outside the camp. Uh, we, there are fire ants. Um, don't light them on fire. That's, 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 that's cool. It really is. I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of people, they dump gas down the fire, the ant fire ant hill, they light them. All that does is move them to somebody else's camp, which sure <laughs> that's great for you. But now you've, you've hosed somebody else. Um, the, what, what we do is we, we offer tribute. We'll throw a hot dog on the pile. We'll throw some gummy bears. They'll focus the entire week breaking those down and they'll leave you alone. So yeah, don't, don't mess with the fire ants. There's also really cute uh, kangaroo mice that. Oh yes, mice. yeah, they're very they're they're adorable, and I threw up on one, and I feel really bad. They have, oh, that's right. That's we told that story. <laughs> they are they are not they are not afraid of you at all. By the yeah. way, either they will yeah. they will run through your camp, sit under your chair, and okay. and just yeah, they are not afraid of you. So don't be afraid of them. Try throwing up on one. It it, it was afraid. <laughs> I, I tell you about that. <laughs> That'll do it. I'm the- <laughs> On the good side, uh, unlike the East Coast festivals, which uh, super proud of those guys for doing what they do, uh, we don't have problems with mosquitoes or like gnats or oh, like mayflies or mm-hmm. or horseflies or anything like that. Uh, there's no real issues with animals at Wasteland. The the coyotes they stay away because the noise is too much. Uh, everything else is so small that it doesn't bother you. It's really like it's kind of pleasant as far as like staying away from the animals there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had we had some foxes come in and all they wanted was our trash. <laughs> so like, they, and again, they're another creature that does not care that you were there. If you've got a Taco Bell bag sitting in your lap, they will take it and run off. They do not care. And but they're, they're adorable. They're, and they're adorable and they're not going to hurt you. They're only going to hurt you if you hurt, if you mess with them. So exactly. don't, don't, t- yep. don't touch them. Don't touch yep. them. So along with that, uh, keep your trash off the ground. Um, they will get through your bags. So keep your bags in a safe place. Um, the site is interesting. It, this is the Mojave Desert. It has not been occupied by humans in probably 30,000 years, if not forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all that to except say... Except for the last 10 years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Except for the last 10 years for a week at a time. Um, all that to say that the dirt is really soft. Um, so, oh, you got to watch out for sand traps, especially if you're in, you're in big, heavy uh, RVs or low riding cars. Mm-hmm. Um, just watch where you're driving. Stick to the roads. They actually have like semi, not paved, but like graveled roads that you can stick to. So do that. And it's all, it's all moon dust as well. So if you've got a hard time breathing again, Mike had mentioned earlier masks, even, even just your, your COVID mask is, is better than nothing. It is moon dust and you will get it in every nook and cranny. Any electronic device that you bring out there is going to be inside and out cameras. Take care of those. If you bring your iPod or your phone or whatever, it's going to be it's going to be nuked. So, yeah, especially if the wind starts to pick up, um, you know, uh, so one thing about the Mojave is if the temperature is going to be lower, generally the wind is going to be higher. So you're either going to be melting or in the middle of a windstorm. And I'm <laughs> still not sure which one I prefer, <laughs> but, uh, but the wind, the wind can be, it can be nuts. I think, what was it, last year was constant 60 mile an hour oh, yeah. for it was like three, four days. It was like, yeah, like three, three days, 60 days. mile an hour. And it, I mean, there are people out there that have full-on metal structures, and it was bending those because yeah, yeah, of yeah. the, it, it was relentless. It didn't let up. So, yeah. The, yeah, the, it doesn't the wind dust. It just stays on. Uh, so, yeah, you want to wear a mask uh, just to protect you from all that dust and the, and the stuff in the air, for sure. And sometimes that wind comes from a different direction. That's so true. Yeah, you might batten down one side. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then it could switch. And actually, I think typically it does switch throughout the day. It goes one way in the morning, one way at night. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. your stuff's getting pulled back and forth, which is why um, for the Duke's camp, I think twice a day we go around and tighten ropes. Yeah. Because we're Mm -hmm. we're a very ropes heavy camp. So it's constant, like rebattening things. 
we've switched to three foot sticks of rebar for our tent stakes. <laughs> and again, it's, it's because like Mike was saying earlier, um, you, those tent stakes will go in a foot before they grab anything. So yeah, if you've yeah. got the little the little three the four inch tent stakes, they're not going to grab anything. So we went three foot re, uh, three foot rebar stakes, and we were still having to rehammer that stuff back in. Yeah, yeah, it is nuts. Um, so yeah, like over over um, build your camps and just you know get them ready for a hurricane and for lots of dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, um, and let's see what else. The size of the event, um, it's big. There's like, I, I think we're probably expecting what, 4,000 people this year, give or take, who knows? It was 5,000 in 2019. It might be a little smaller this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a large site, but it still only takes about 10 minutes to walk across. This isn't Burning Man where you can just get lost if you just head in one direction. You will hit the end. Um, so even though it only takes 10 minutes to walk across the whole thing, it will take 30 because yeah, of all the stops oh, you'll make and all the hugs you'll give and all true. the places and you'll check out, you'll check that's out. You're going fast, yeah. The, ra- the random <laughs> shots that are handed to you. And that, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, one fun thing: most cars will offer you a ride. Just stick out your thumb. Um, it's yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty rad. I get rides all day, every day, um, mm. just because I don't want to walk and I stick out my thumb. And you know, if they're heading in my direction, they'll give me a ride. And I think they're also going to have a uh, bus system this year. Yes. Yes, well, I yeah, heard that too. They were talking about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, there should yeah. be some bus stops around, right? And official yeah. transit. The rec room will have a stop in front of it. So, yay. That's awesome. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so exciting. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of the rec room, uh, Antivirus, will you tell us a little bit about your camp, the rec room, and how you guys change day from night? Because I want to say night wasteland and day wasteland are two very different things. So, how have you guys kind of um, modded yourselves to that? It, they definitely are two different things. When we started the rec room, um, Detonation, um, which is a, an event in Arizona, um, that's the home, the original home of the rec room. And we started there as just a daytime shaded area with comfy furniture because there's a lot of stuff going on at night. And then, of course, we added stuff. And then we brought it to Wasteland. So, yes, um, daytime is different from nighttime. Um, in the rec room during the day, we've got shade, uh, we've got comfy furniture, um, come in, sit down, meet people. Uh, we have a small stage. There will be people, um, uh, various acts and stuff on the stage during the day. Um, and other, other camps probably have a similar setup. Unfortunately, I don't get out of the rec room very much. So <laughs> I can't speak to other tribes as, as much. Uh, but uh, yeah, during the day, and, and I think we're going to have the uh, misting system again. So that might also help cool things down. If you oh my God, just, that sounds so Sorry. good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't saying, oh my God. They're just drooling over there. <laughs> no, like, we had that last time and I'm hoping we were doing that again. I'm, I'm hoping. Anyway, um, that's the plan. Um, at nighttime, everything changes. During the day when you're walking around, you need to be in comfy clothes. If, if you can have an a umbrella or parasol while you're walking around, that's great, especially if you're like going over to Barter Town or just wandering around from camp to camp. Um, I don't you can always pop into uh, camps like like ours that's open during the day. If you need some shade, you can sit down. You don't have to sit down. Just do whatever you need to do. When, when I first saw the rec room, you guys 
were still setting up. And and Antivirus, you were like throwing pillows around and stuff. You guys were kind of creating this spot where everyone could hang out during the day, get away from the shade. And to- like already people were just laying in there, just absolutely loving the shade, which was so cool. But at night, you guys switched the, you, you flipped the switch. You switched the flip. We, we and do. become like a nightclub. So, we so, do. Yeah, explain that a little bit to me. Um, we try to have a different show on our stage every night. Um, we have a variety show on Wednesday night, um, and I think it's going to be very similar to uh, what the USO sh- USO show. Oh, you do mean the Dukes of the Nuke USO show open mic that's having its debut at Wasteland Weekend 2021? Is that the one you mean? Our first ever, hopefully, annual. (laughs) (laughs) That's a natural plug right there. (laughs) Seamless transition. We do a variety show, which is kind of a taste of things. And then I think you guys are taking it beyond that. Um, I think Hotel Sasswood is also doing something. There are a bunch of places like that. Um, We also have on... uh, uh, we have Fuck It, Fake It, which is a lip sync contest. <laughs> um, That's an amazing name. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, people really bring their A game to the Fuck It, Fake It thing. So 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 for the, the the new people coming, where is the rec room? The rec room is located in Good Neighbor, um, which is a neighborhood of the Wasteland City. Um, I don't think we've talked about that. Um, the, the, when you come through the main gate, that is Undertown mostly, correct? Uh, well, Undertown, yeah, Undertown's to your right, right and then it's like neutral it? zone with the DXC and the Dukes of the Nuke on your left. Okay. Well, if you keep going to the left, that's uh, where Good Neighbor is. Yeah, it's one block further. What'd that be? North? <laughs> I don't it, it, know. It, it was where the it was where the casino was last year. The, the casino won't be there this year, but right, right. That's where the rec room is this year. We're taking the casino spot oh. this year. Oh, oh you guys got fancy. some prime real estate then. Oh, yeah. oh. well, that means the Dukes of the Nuke and and the rec room are going to have a back door. Oh, we're going to be catty oh. uh, catty corner neighbors. Ooh. Yeah, that's exciting. Ooh. With only the portos in the way. Oh, oh, man. Man. <laughs> I think I know where you guys are going to be. <laughs> yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah, the the, re- the rec room is always. Uh, I've been going for a. Well, this will be year eleven for me, and the rec room is always one of my destinations to just oh, go go hang thanks. out, just stop Thank and hang you. out and, and see. Because you guys always are, always yeah. have something great going on, always absolutely, and bright lights and loud, <laughs> loud, wonderful music. Yeah, yeah. We we also are going to have a day of or a night of karaoke. Um, <laughs> awesome. uh, we're Please. gonna have. The Dukes and the Nuke. One of my one of my rules for our open mic is no karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Please limit. Don't stop believing. Please limit that. I, I have no control over. I'm sorry. I'm just going to apologize now. No, and you know no what? Control. Here's the thing. Like, all right. So I I have been personally a little bit critical about karaoke just because the music doesn't always fit the theme. But again, like Wasteland at night is different than Wasteland during the day. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. During the day, you are theme on. At night, it's a party, right? We're there yeah. to have fun. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a few tribes like um, not just you guys, but the uh, Bikini Atoll, they do karaoke almost every night. Yeah. And it's a blast. You go in there and you're in this tiki bar from, from you know, post-World War II where everyone's hanging out, having a good time, and it really is a blast. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm I'm critical about it, you know, personally, I love it for Wasteland. Does that make sense? It, it does. One, 
I don't the think they're sun... going to be there this year, though. You don't that's think true. Bikini Atoll will not be oh, there this yeah. year, unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. But like you were saying, once the sun goes down, it is a it is a oh, an yeah. entirely different event. Every yeah. for the Duke and the, for the Dukes, sun goes down, we stop working. We're no longer running missions. We're no longer selling stuff out of our armory. We know our mod station is closed. We are no longer Dukes of the Nuke. We are now Dukes After Dark. And that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> so yes, once the sun goes down, Wasteland is a completely different event. And Friday, don't forget Fancy Friday or Formal Friday. That's whatever, right. Whatever the right word is that they're calling it. Um, the Rec Room is doing the, the Dress to Kill Wine Social, and we have a red carpet and paparazzi. So oh. you can have your photo taken <laughs> on the red carpet. I like that. <laughs> nice. And then you can, you know, after you've enjoyed the Rec Room, you can go on and wear your fancy dress throughout the rest of Wasteland and have a great time. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Quick pro tip: uh, When the sun goes down, have a nice dry set of clothes to put on because uh, you've been sweating all day, and then it gets really cold, and that can get you sick or just feeling miserable. Have some dry clothes to switch into. And and he's not joking. Within an hour, once the sun goes down, it could drop 20, <laughs> 20 degrees. Oh, like yeah. I remember easily, and easily, and even though it's still ninety six at four a.m. It was 120 the, <laughs> a few yeah, yeah. hours before. So still, 96 still is now freezing. So. <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of like wrap up on this day versus night. During the day, you're going to want a different costume than at night. Sometimes you got to layer up at night. It can get pretty cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but the atmosphere during the day is very exploratory. People are out running missions. They're checking out cars. You're exploring camps like, hey, what's going on later? You're meeting people. Um, there's a lot going on, but there's there, you don't have that live music and like party atmosphere yet. And so it's a little bit more like kind of cool, kind of hang out. And you're definitely running from shade to shade. You're, you're like, Oh, look, that camp has shade. Maybe I'll go talk to them for a little while. Absolutely. (laughs) And don't forget barter town is only open during the day. So if you want to do some shopping, that's the time to go. And it's actually Mm -hmm. a great time to go because you can actually see things. Um, and they've got great stuff. And several of them have shade. That's right. <laughs> you just sell shade at Barter Town. I know. <laughs> How do we monetize um, shade? Hmm. $5 an hour. Just sit. Umbrellas. <laughs> oh, I found a flaw in my plan. But not to say that during the day is boring either because there's going to be a ton of sideshows. I know that there's like magicians running around. There's like um, some burlesque acts that happen during the day. There's all sorts of stuff happening. You're just going to kind of have to find it. Yeah, um, bounty hunting. Like bounty hunting, hunting selfless plug. <laughs> magic, 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 magic. <laughs> and the puppets will be in the rec room at some point during oh, the yes. day. Excellent. The oh yeah, because the they need a new home because um the the other stage is not coming this year, right? Their their normal stage. Hmm. That I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think be on the, our uh, stage. I don't think the bombshells are doing their stage. Actually, I don't know if there's an official side stage this year. Oh. Which is kind of I'm not sure kind of crazy, because <laughs> because with the rec room, you guys have a stage. The yes. Dukes are bringing a stage this year. Like oh. I think there's this whole this whole new layer that's happening. Oh, look, look is that, that the new tower? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, towers only to bring stages. I got a twenty foot stage. stage. What did you bring? <laughs> yeah, my my stage is twenty feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, <laughs> so um, here's and the thing, guys. Fall down. Here's the thing. I was expecting to get through everything in this sitting. We're halfway done. Uh, And (laughs) we we actually have a tribe meeting about to start. So how do you guys feel about um, picking this up again another day? And we'll release this as a two-part series. 
I'm down. That sounds. Does that great. sound good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we'll fun. we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this off screen. Um, but yeah, um, for you guys out there, uh, there's so much information, so much more than I thought. So make <laughs> sure to tune in. I'm going to try to release these as quick as as back to back as possible, uh, so you guys can get prepared. But there's a ton more information we have to go over, there's like like <sighs> wasteland cars and and safety and security and oh, yeah. a whole bunch of like just fun facts that you need to know and how to get the most out of wasteland. We're going to go over all of this in the very next episode. So make sure you tune in again so you don't miss anything because uh, you guys are offering such amazing information here. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. The inside source. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've only been doing it for a decade. I know, I know, <laughs> you would think yeah. we'd pick up something. Yeah, we've yeah. learned from our mistakes. Oh, yeah. We've made all the mistakes so you yeah. don't have to. Exactly. And you're going to. You're still going yeah. to. So. Oh, yeah. All right, survivors. Well, thanks for joining us on this uh, surprisingly first episode of How to Prep for Wasteland Weekend. Um, That's going to be it for this one. Thank you so much. Don't forget to check out wastelandweekend.com, Wastelander Central, and Wasteland Basic Training on Facebook. Of course, the Apocalypse Post, my YouTube channel, has a ton of Wasteland Weekend information on it, so you can go back and check that out. There's another YouTube channel called Nuclear Snail that I guarantee you're going to love. (laughs) especially if you're working on your costume. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, there's a bunch of other stuff out there, like our tribe mate, Morning Raven, and Mongo, and (laughs) and Black Thumb Garage. They all document their builds as they're working on them and share a ton of useful information. So I'll put those in the show notes as well. So far, if you have any questions, put them in the comments and I'll do my best to answer. But until next episode, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you out in the wastes. If you found this episode useful, send it to your friends. But if you already knew everything and we're just wasting your time, send it to your enemies in a steaming hot, <laughs> overflowing porto with the lid left up. <laughs> oh, some chi- and a bucket of chicken. With a cigarette on top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From Critical Bigs, Mongo, oh. and Antivirus, and me, Makeshift, we'll see you next time, survivors. Stay alive. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, Survivors, Makeshift here to remind you that the Apocalypse Post is brought to you in no small way by our Patreon supporters. Join the ranks for early access and exclusive content with support levels now named for fancy Fallout-ridden factions like the $2 per creation Drifter or the $7 Wastelander. Knowing you've got my back has helped me dedicate more time to this channel, spreading love of the post-apocalypse, and less time on stupid real-world stuff. Sign up right now at patreon.com slash the apocalypse post.